0: welcome to holistic hearts a place to dive deeper into living holistically a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully creating intentionally and empowering others to
1: come along with her in this journey hey everybody welcome to holistic hearts podcast Today, I am so excited to have one of my dearest friends, Jenny Lunning, on the show today, and we are going to talk about some pretty wild things (laughs) that drew me closer to her about seven years ago, eight years ago. Jenny, welcome on Holistic Hearts. Thank you. (laughs) So, Jenny is... A friend who probably was one of the first people that really showed me how to walk with the Holy Spirit. I definitely did not grow up learning about the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And so there was a time in my life about seven or eight years ago where I was asking the question of what is the Holy Spirit? And Uh, Jenny came right along and actually delivered a very specific message at our church Bible study talking about who is the Holy Spirit. So I thought it would be great to bring her on to talk about walking into a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how to walk in the Spirit. I can think of no better person that could explain, uh, illuminate, spread the aroma of Jesus more than her. So take it away, Jenny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: Yeah, this is definitely my favorite thing to talk about. And it's been such a fun thing to ponder this week because there's so much mystery and there always will be. I think a big part of walking with the Holy Spirit is surrendering to not knowing um and really just responding to whatever it is we know of him right in this moment and not trying to figure it out or analyze it too much so, <laughs>
1: um,
0: <yeah. laughs> so that's a hard thing to do because I love to know things I think there's um it's a control thing
1: um, yeah
0: so pushing back against that um really, I think just the testimony for me was building for many years before I felt like I met the Holy Spirit. And as I've been pondering this before I kind of start on that, I I wanted to say, I think what I want to avoid and say right out front is that there's no hierarchy of belief. There's no, like, I'm stronger Christian or, um, I know more, and there's no like secret knowledge that's not knowable to anybody who desires it. Yeah. Um, so that I think is just really important to say up front, and and to know maybe if you're listening and feeling like oh, I want to know the Holy Spirit, and I don't know if I do, mm-hmm. it's simply that desire that opens the door. There's no formula or two, three. 10 step program. Um, <laughs> it's just the desire. And I think what's hit me this week preparing for this is his desire to know us more is a million times more than what we could fathom. And we try to put that into human metaphor and human understanding. And cause I think about like, when you're falling in love with someone and the work you do in that relationship doesn't feel like work. And
1: mm-hmm. that
0: feels very like what I'm trying to explain with the Holy Spirit, but it's so much bigger and better that you just can't put it into words. So mm-hmm. um, just to know that any tiny inkling, and in fact I was running today and um, thinking about a really random movie reference uh, from dumb and dumber <laughs> where <laughs> he's like, pursuing this girl that he has absolutely zero chance with and he's kind of saying to her like what are the chances and she's like oh one in a million then and, and he's like so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> like that is just a sliver of like the way we're being pursued even mm-hmm. when we have an arm's length up of mm-hmm. like there's no chance so um That's so good <laughs> yeah so just uh, that i just thought that was kind of a funny thing he brought to my mind And that, um, I'm a little bit of a wanderer in my thoughts as you might have already noticed, but I think that's how he speaks to me. And movies are one of those ways and butterflies and things that are said on the radio. And and I think a big part of walking with the spirit is awareness that he's always there. Mm. So, so I've always had that my whole life. And I think what changed, um, about, I guess it's about 11 years ago now, um, was just ascribing it to him rightly
1: and, Mm -hmm.
0: and then walking with, tell me more
1: about that ascribing rightly.
0: Yeah. So I met Jesus when I was about 21. Um, and I'd known about the Lord, uh, just very little bits, hardly anything at all. So I think from probably 21, to 29. I definitely like I journaled, I talked to the Lord, but I didn't expect him to talk back to me. Yeah. And so when he was that I I see now looking back that he was clearly wooing me in lots of different ways even before I was 21 and and believed in him. Yeah. Uh, but I would ascribe it to other things and kind of explain away what he was doing, because it was a little bit unnatural. Like you said, Kristen, I didn't grow up with any grid for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And in fact, I remember I decided to go to a Nazarene college, um, not because it was Christian, but because it was on the beach.
1: And, um, <laughs> <It's priority. laughs>
0: yeah. And I remember my brother saying to me, it's okay if you go here. And he was especially glad because I could give him surf reports from my dorm (laughs) window, but he said, just don't become a Jesus freak. Wow. And so there was, and I loved him. I still do. He Mm -hmm. was and is one of the mentors in my life, despite him not knowing Jesus. So that became a filter of, I can be a palatable Christian, but I cannot go farther into where it's weird. Right. Um, and so that's where I played for many years of just like, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to follow him. And and there's really no shame in that. I knew it, nothing different. I was very aware though. I think I'm even more aware now that that's a choice that he lets us have. I, I think throughout thinking of all of this, he's, he, when I say he, it's like, that's kind of a mix of the Trinity.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Father, they will not overtake our will. And so there's a gentleness to letting you come into a realization when you're ready for it. So Hmm. I think that's what was happening. Um, The background to this story that I'm really trying to get going on (laughs) is my husband and I had been married about four years and we had Hadley and she was a I think right around one and a half, and we were ourselves going through a financial devastation. And um, a year prior to that, um, lots of financial things transpired, and one of them was money we'd lent to a friend, and this friend decided to walk away from this um, note that we that was worth quite a bit, and. My husband really leading me in this decided, why not rather be wronged? Um, Mm -hmm. That it was a true obedience moment of, we are not going to litigate. And even as I'm saying that, like, this is not a black and white, like, we should never do this. It was just a very clear invitation from the Holy Spirit to go into deeper faith of, I will protect you and I want you to let it all fall like let all the chips fall so that was about a year prior to this um Lake Powell Young Life trip and I just I remember that moment so well and and things only got worse from there but we were walking this obedience of faith and I think as I think back on it obedience is huge and Just following what you know of him and trying to do your best um, just is a great way to position yourself for more. And so we were doing Young Life, and the Young Life director had, for kind of some family reasons, had just left. And so Eugene had taken over that position as a volunteer. So we were taking 60 high school kids from Cheyenne to Lake Powell. And I remember leading up thinking like, I'm praying for all the kids. I'm praying for Hadley because we were leaving her for the first time. And, <laughs> and the last thing I expected was for the Lord to come for me personally. And mm-hmm. I think that's maybe always the last thing we expect. I mean, <laughs> kind of get on our knees and pray for other people. And I think um, one key is really just asking for more and even though I wasn't doing that we came into this place at Lake Powell where Matt and Angela Toth were the leaders of um it was called an RMR back trip and they immediately just struck both Eugene and I as like these people are weird like (laughs) they, they believe crazy things like do we know the same God like he's speaking to them personally and they were telling us testimonies at later meetings about kids who had been healed a couple of weeks before and <laughs> how the lord had filled gas tanks when they didn't have the money in uh, gas tanks of of boats that you know wow. really was like $5,000 worth of money it's not like a car um it so test- yeah it was well <laughs> yeah so that was like an inner city trip that they had kind of continued to do on faith because they didn't have the funds
1: okay
0: they didn't know how they would pay for it afterwards but they were going back home with these kids parking in the spots for gas and the gas attendants came out just ripping angry like this is not where you're supposed to go and they're like what are you talking about and they said you know the boats are already filled up when you get ready for your trip so you're just supposed to go and they said well no we've been gone a week and our tanks are empty. And the guy said, no, your tanks are completely full. So yeah. it was all four house posts. Crazy so, crazy stuff. <laughs> and, and a huge piece of, of this, what I said initially of just like really believing that it could be true, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't say that in the beginning, but really believing that he can speak, that he still works miracles, that that at the base, he is intimately concerned about mm. us. I just don't know that I had known that. And so all of these stories were building this faith in me of maybe he loves me like that too. Like yeah. Maybe he cares that we're financially being, you know, taken for a ride. And mm. I was on the houseboat by myself. I think it was early morning and Lake Powell is a place that I went almost every summer with a good friend of mine growing up. And it was, so it's very sweet and intimate to me already Mm -hmm. that that's where he chose to meet me. And I heard his audible voice, which I've only heard a few times since, but had never before this point. And he said, I want you to know that before you are a mom and a wife and a young life leader or a friend or a daughter, you are my daughter. And it was just, just undid me. I I was overwhelmed with feeling like this gratitude and recognition that he was speaking to me. And uh, what was really cool is that same week he spoke to Eugene as well. And I'm so grateful that we had such a parallel path in this because then we got to be kind of crazy people together um, (laughs) instead of just one at a time, which was Angela and Matt's story. And so I was really, really grateful because I think that was, among a thousand other things, a very personal handhold for me when I had been told by my brother who I love, like, just don't be crazy, you know? (laughs) Um, So to kind of have a permission from someone else, like, let's just go all the way into this and see what happens. we went, we got home from that trip. And I, I remember seeing pictures a couple of years later and we look different. Like it's just really nuts to even see like the way our faces look before and after and just the joy and the lightness and,
1: Um, that's incredible
0: one thing we really came back tangibly with was Matt and Angela told us about their personal private worship um, and how they would go into their closets separately and worship him And so Eugene and I did that once we got home we would wake up early and go in separate closets and it was just just unbelievable I mean just feeling his presence so strongly and things continuing circumstantially to only get worse. But mm. our spiritual life was just skyrocketing so much that we really, it was still hard, but we didn't care very much about the <laughs> circumstances. So it really was like it made other things feel very dim. And and I think that's another thing about, walking with the spirit is I, I've been asked by people before, like, well, what do you think, you know, the personal private worship does? And it's like, well, I I don't really know. And, and I don't know that it's always going to be where he wants to meet me Mm -hmm. um, because he really is with us always. And it's not like he waits in the closet, but the fruit of that season was very rich. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one way we, can um be sure or confirmed i guess that it's his invitation is there's fruit from it
1: yeah
0: and there was a lot of fruit from that for us in a hard season Mm -hmm. so
1: that's yeah that's amazing i would wonder if somebody is listening and they're like well where do i even start like i desire to know the holy spirit but what does that look like (laughs) Yeah. What, what would you say to them? Yeah,
0: I um, I feel like we kind of got walloped all at once because that was maybe the first time I'd ever heard someone that I feel like I trusted um, talk about the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So if you're already desirous of that, you're already ten steps ahead. I think where we were. Um, yeah. But again, I don't think there's a formula. So. I don't know. There's a lot of mystery to that, but scripturally, Jesus just tells us that he wants to give that to us. And I think it's in Luke when he talks about you being evil, know how to good give, give good gifts to mm-hmm. your children. How much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit when you ask? And so I think it's yes. simply, it's asking and I know that he longs to overwhelm us like he did yeah. with me and like Powell, but I also think he does a lot gentler things. The amount of emotions we feel around it isn't a good measure of yes. the amount of work he's doing in us.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like if we're not feeling it, it doesn't mean that he's not there.
0: Exactly. And, and I think, um, the awareness of, of what he's doing might be working up to something where he overwhelms us, but it might just be a sunset or Mm. your favorite flower blooming or, um, you know, there's so many other little ways that he's speaking to us constantly.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I know one of the things that you shared with me was that he would speak to you with the heart's, I yeah. Think, um can you share a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, um I don't remember how it started, which is too bad. Um I
1: think well, you would share about how like you were running and then you would see a heart yeah. shape. Yeah.
0: And I I forget though the initial awareness, but um I love hearts, so maybe it was just that. And yeah. there would be oil stains on the ground that, yeah. in the shape of a heart that I'd never noticed before. And I would make foam on my coffee and there'd be a heart or, <laughs> I mean, it was just bananas, all the places that it started showing up because I think he delights in it when we start noticing because he's done it likely a thousand times before we've noticed. Right. Um, which just is overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that me? like awareness and expectation Shifts, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. we call them God winks. Sometimes, like oh, it's yeah. a little wink. Like with Sawyer and Emerson, they both have a certain type of butterfly that they look for on hikes, and inevitably we'll see. Here's a white butterfly, which is Sawyer's, and then Emerson's is the yellow monarch, and of course they totally oh. light up as soon as they see it because they're like, oh, look, God sent a butterfly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that ascribing him glory Mm -hmm. is also an important part of it. And one of the things as I was looking up scriptures pertaining to the Holy Spirit and how people encountered him, and one of the things that always happens before, uh, well, not always, but that's talked about a lot in scripture is repentance Mm -hmm. and turning and as I was pondering that, because I feel like what that can turn into is, well, maybe if I'm not feeling him, I've done something wrong, or yeah. I can't figure it out, or I can't posture myself correctly, mm-hmm. that, yes, it's repentance, but what, what it actually is, is you're turning already if you're asking the question. Yeah. But but maybe what, what needs to happen is you need to understand how forgiving you are. And it's not let me search my heart because he does that for us. But yeah. it's let me sit in the goodness of you and really sink into um, the goodness of me and let that forgiveness be really deep. I think that's more of the posturing, if there is any, of really just um, knowing how loved you are by him and and meditating on his face looking at you with yeah. love and the gospels are just an amazing place to hang out, um, to get <laughs> to know his character. And there were times, I don't do this now, but when I would journal and I would ask questions and sometimes I would write what I think he would say. Yeah. Um, and it was really powerful because there's some, some of it where, because we know him so well, we know what he might say.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and I think that's great intimacy and it's not artificial. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, that's so good. Oh, I, I feel like we could talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to put a, a top, ta- uh, like a T on this and, um, But, man, overall, if you are not hungry for more of the Holy Spirit in this conversation, um, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want more, and I want increased capacity. As you know, Jenny, that's been my prayer the last few weeks. And I feel like the more I learn about the Holy Spirit, the less I know, but the more excited I am to know more. and. It is a grounding perspective to know that he's the one that's actually creating that desire for us to reach out for more and to long for more, to know him more, which essentially is knowing ourselves more and knowing him more. It's just a big circle of awesomeness. Yes. Well, thank you, Jenny for coming on the show and I didn't mention it at the very beginning but Jenny is a psychotherapist here in Colorado and she will be available to take some new clients in the next few weeks you can find out more on the website called intofreedomcounseling.com and I will post a link in the show notes as well and oh man thank you so much for coming on the show today Jenny
0: you are so welcome. Thanks for listening to my story.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for listening
0: to Holistic Cards. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristinfuelsdrabwick.com.